Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1,226. Today, a Star Wars Rebels crossover with Rogue One, sort of, as well as another Ray creature feature, and one that I just quite honestly don't get, in Forces of Destiny, the latest episodes that have appeared. And yeah, we're going to just quickly give you the scoop of them. Punch it, Chewie. This is Bobby Roberts, formerly of Full of Sith, and you are listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and on October 29th, the latest release for Forces of Destiny happened, and these are the little two to three minute short stories that are being produced as animated features, primarily aimed at a younger female audience, like super younger female audience, but hey, it involves our favorite characters from a galaxy far, far away. So I figured, why not? Let's have a look and see what's going on with them. The first one to share with you is called Accidental Allies, and it involves the crossing of paths between Sabine Wren from Star Wars Rebels and Jyn Erso from Rogue One. This takes place in Gorel City, which my understanding is, because I still haven't gone through Season 2 of Rebels, sorry, still got to do that. <laughs> uh, that is where the Rebels were hiding out for a time after they had been chased off Lothal in the events of season one and the uh, beginning of season two, I guess. Yeah, anyway. So, the story, of course, because these things are really quick and sweet, is that Sabine has some sort of plans that are on a you know holographic device. She's running away from stormtroopers, and as she executes a rather acrobatic jump, she loses this thing of plans, and it so happens that Jin Erso is nearby and picks the thing up. Naturally, the stormtroopers who had been chasing Sabine stumble across Jin Erso, and they're like, there she is, she's got the plans! So, <sighs> rather brilliant these stormtroopers are, and so, of course, Jin has to go on the run, and all the commotion catches Sabine's attention once she realizes that she's lost this hollow display in the first place. And so, Jin ends up running herself into a corner, and Sabine is able to shoot a cable that's holding a giant container of some kind, like a shipping container, and that thing drops and slams down to the ground and it blocks where Jin is from the stormtroopers. And so then Sabine jumps down and confronts Jin and says, hey, give me that. And Jin says, give me a reason why. And so they face off until Sabine 
takes off her helmet and gives her a very heartfelt monologue about how she used to work alone herself, but now she's working with other people and trying to do more for other people and that getting her those plans will help a lot of people. And so Jin offers it to her and that's all there is to it. Jin's not sticking around, not trying to get to know Sabine, not trying to say, hey, you know, anytime you need some help, you know, I'm interested or anything like that. They go their separate ways. But I guess it wouldn't surprise me to find them encountering each other again in Gorel City in a future episode of Forces of Destiny. And I was trying to pin this down in terms of when in Jyn Erso's timeline this takes place. But really, I don't even need to do that necessarily because we know when the Phoenix Squadron folks are on Gorel and in Gorel City. And that's during Season 2 of Rebels. So it has to happen certainly during the time period of Rebel Rising, the novel by Beth Revis. And there is a period of time where Jin is just, <clears throat> excuse me, bouncing across the galaxy before she is finally captured and sent to Wobani via that horrible scam that she's forced to play a part in. So you could safely say, I think, that it's somewhere around three to four years before the events of Rogue One. All right. So the second story is the Hapabor Hazard, and it features our favorite new heroine, Rey, from The Force Awakens. So Unkar Plutt is going around telling everyone that there's some particular salvage that he wants, and he's going to give ten portions to whoever can bring it to him. But he hasn't asked Rey, and so Rey is like, what's up with that? And he says, yeah, you can't do it. You're just a girl. And she says, all right. You know, just tell me where it is and I'll go get it. And Unkar, being the classy person that he is, says, all right, fine, I'll tell you. But if you can't bring it in, then I'm going to repossess your speeder. And she says, well, if I'm putting my speeder on the line, you're going to make it 20 portions instead. And he never really agrees to that, but you know she's going to hold him to it. So when she reaches the coordinates to where the salvage is, she finds the remains of a quad jumper, which of course makes you wonder if this is specifically the quad jumper that was in The Force Awakens, the one that was blown up by the First Order during one of their airstrikes as they were trying to take out Rey and Finn in BB-8. And that certainly would be a neat little tie-in situation, but it doesn't seem to be the case. And according to Wikipedia, which is quoting Star Wars Incredible Cross-Sections for The Force Awakens, here's what it says. Around 30 years after the Battle of Endor, a group of junk haulers who moonlighted as gunrunners used an unmodified quad jumper while working in the western reaches at the edge of the unknown regions. The junk dealer Unkar planned to buy the vessel and told others of vague plans to make large amounts of credits using the vehicle once he owned it. While the deal was being worked out, the ship was left parked in Bay 3 of Nima Outpost on the desert planet Chaku. So that definitely is not the same quad jumper that Ray salvages in the Hapabor Hazard. Which, incidentally, is so named because there is a Hapabor that is laying down next to the quad jumper and it will not move for anything or anyone, which is making hauling the thing away rather difficult. And Ray says, oh, that Unkar, he probably knew this thing was here and it's a setup. So she's afraid that she has just lost her speeder as a result of making a bad bet with information that she didn't have. But it turns out that as she's trying to get the Hapabore to move, she realizes that there's something lodged in one of its nasal cavities and it can't breathe. And as a result, this becomes another Forces of Destiny episode where Rey is subjected to something disgusting. Last time in Sands of Jakku, it was Nightwatcher worm saliva. This time it's Hapabore nasal gunk. I don't know why this keeps happening to her, but ugh. 
At least it didn't happen in BB-8 Bandits, thankfully. Instead, Tito got the brunt of the Night Watcher worm saliva in that one. Anyway, she's able to get the object out of the Habibor's nose, and the Habibor is now out of the way for her to tow the quad jumper back to Nima Outpost, but unfortunately, it's too heavy for her speeder to pull. Thankfully, though, the Habibor knows how to return a favor and uses its strength to help move the quad jumper along with Ray pulling it and the Habibor pushing it. They get it to Nima Outpost, which blows Unkar Plutt's mind. And of course, Unkar Plutt had suggested at the beginning that Ray doesn't have any friends, but look at that. Ray made one. How sweet. All right. So those are two of the four. I'm going to talk about the third one, which I just didn't quite get. After the break, stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside, you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com slash tfa welcome back all right so the third one i'm going to discuss i'm not really discussing these in order i've skipped one is what it comes down to is crash course and it involves hera and sabine again on Gorel city or in Gorel city i should say and ketsu the other younger female mandalorian who is the one who helped sabine escape from the imperial academy back on mandalore all those years ago and is now a member of the rebellion they're supposed to meet with her hera and sabine are and when ketsu shows up she comes flying in at 90 miles an hour on a speeder bike and dismounts allowing the speeder bike to crash into a bunch of shipping containers this is not how you would expect a secret meeting to go but they got to work with what they got to work with. So there's data that is supposed to be gotten to an informant. And there's only one bike left now. It's the one that Sabine and Hera rode to this meeting. And so Sabine is going to ride with Ketsu off to the meeting. But apparently the informant was very specific that Ketsu needed to come alone. So they have to walk back to the ship, to the ghost Hera and Sabine do while Ketsu takes off in her new speeder bike the one that's been expertly and artistically painted by Sabine. Now, they get word from Ketsu that the mission has been completed, but Ketsu doesn't arrive back at the ghost in a timely manner, which is starting to worry them. Finally, Ketsu shows up and says, uh, about your bike, <laughs> and she's got the handlebars that are still sparking from some wire attachment that <laughs> is off of there. And Hera's like, okay, Sabine, before you go a little crazy on this, or, and Sabine says, you know what, now's a good time for you to start working on engines. So, ah, I don't know. That one didn't quite work for me just as a logic standpoint. I know it's not for me. That's okay. You know, I'm, <laughs> it just didn't, it didn't sit right with me, but that's okay. Still a diverting little moment, I would say overall. And the last one is the one that I'm going to talk about all by itself because, quite honestly, it is such a riot. And I think any fan of Star Wars in general is going to like this other particular episode. So we will talk about that in tomorrow's podcast. For now, though, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this one. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you try to rescue the Chancellor, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a scheme by a grievous, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.